Matt Madeira. And I'm Miriam Sima. Thanks for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning together and we're so excited to learn with you. Hey, Ima, why was the circus clown so stressed? I don't know. Why? Because her job was intense. <laughs> Whoa, we'd better calm down. That joke was super intense. When our Parsha begins, B'nai Israel have been winning battles against all the nations standing in their way. And now, they're camped next to Moab. Balak, the king of Moab, is nervous. What if B'nai Israel defeat his people too? So Balak sends a message to a Navi, a prophet named Bilam. Bilam is not one of B'nai Israel, but he's still a prophet. Hashem speaks to Bilam. And Bilam does what Hashem tells him to do. Let's hear how the Torah tells it. It's okay if you don't understand the words. Just close your eyes and listen, unless you're building a tent. Then, follow the instructions. Ready? We're starting near the beginning of the first Aliyah. Vaishlach Malachim El Bilam Ben Beor Petora Asher Al Hanahar Eretz Benema Likrola Lemor Hine Aham Yatsami Mitzrayim Hine Chisa et Ein Haaretz Vehu Yoshev Mimuli Balak sent messengers to Balaam son of Beor in Petor, which is by the Euphrates, in the land of his family, to invite him, saying, There's a people that came out of Egypt. It hides the earth from view, and it's settled next to me. Come then, put a curse upon this people for me, since they are too numerous for me. Then maybe I can defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whomever you bless is blessed, and whomever you curse is cursed. Balak is kind of uneducated in this thing because, like, a Navi doesn't actually have that power. It just looks like a Navi has that power because he's just doing what Hashem's telling um, him to do. So then it looks like it's his power, but it's actually just Hashem's power. Like, in Mitzrayim, like, Moshe warned Parel, but that's because so it looked like a Navi can curse and bless people, but it's not actually like that. He's just talking to Hashem. Uh-huh. Right. So you're you're bringing us back to Egypt, right, where where it looks maybe to Paro like Moshe's bringing, or like Moshe and Aaron are bringing those plagues. Yeah, but it's actually just Hashem. They're, they're, they're the messengers. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, so can anyone bless and curse the Jews? Well, no one can except for Hashem. Hashem can. And like 
the starts of the stuff that like the humans do it's probably more like symbolic than the actual cause because the actual cause is just a shout uh-huh so you're saying it's that like symbolic. a navi can like announce that a curse is gonna happen maybe yeah and do like the symbolic thing that like Air quote, air quote, starts the curse, but, like, it's actually Hashem. Like, they, if they tried to do that again, it wouldn't actually work, because Hashem doesn't want that. So do you think if Bilam goes along with this plan and goes with Balak's messengers, do you think that he'll be able to do that cursing? He might be able to curse them, but then what would happen is, um, like, just nothing would happen. So saying he might be able he to- would get punished. Uh-huh. And you would probably be taken away from him or something. I don't know. So you're saying that if a prophet decides to try to do something that God hasn't told them to do, then either it wouldn't work or they would be punished. Yeah. I do have a question for you back yeah. about these psukim, which is why do you think Balak is? so anti B'nai Israel. Are there too many of them, I guess? Because he says, since they are too numerous for me. But I bet there were a thousand other nations that were bigger than that. It's a great question, right? Because the Torah seems to be saying that that's the deal, right? That there are just so many of them. And that's the point of, right? That's what we were talking about before with Hinei Kisa'at Ein Ha'aretz, right? That they were like, just covering the earth so much that you couldn't see pa- any land pa- pa- for like miles around. Paro pa- pa- thought the same. And so, what's the deal with there being so many of them? Like, is that scary to Balak, or well, what do you think? For the same reason that was scary to Paro, like he said, um, mm-hmm. right? And wait, Adira, I want to pause you there because you just noticed something, right? What? That they're both talking about them being a lot, yeah, a lot of people, right? But that word wait, atum, atum is in there. Yeah. I told you Balak was a reincarnation of Para. <laughs> I told you. Right, because it's he's my so, crazy theory. <laughs> it's not such a crazy theory, right? The Torah seems to be connecting them with those words, yeah. right? Right, that they're both so scared of B'nai Israel because there's so many of them, right? Yeah. If you were Paro or if you were Balak, like, can you imagine another response that might be like, Maybe more effective than just being like, okay, I have to squash them because there's so many of them. Make an alliance with them? That seems like it's a pretty smart thing to do. Though, it's like a classic thing that like alliances backfire. Balaam, the prophet, agrees to go, but he tells Balak, the king of Moab, that he can only say the words that God puts in his mouth. Balaam tries to give prophecies that curse B'nai Israel. But every time he tries, beautiful words about B'nai Israel come out instead. Some of these beautiful words became part of our tefillah. You might have said them just this morning. Matovu ohalecha Yaakov, mishkanatecha Yisrael. How good are your tents, O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel. So instead of cursing B'nai Israel, Balaam blesses them. By the third time this happens, Balak is very upset. Let's read a little more and hear how he responds to Balaam's blessing. Vaichar af Balak el Bilaham, Vaispok et Kapav, Vayomer Balak el Bilaham, Lakov oi Vaikaraticha, Vihine perachta varech, 
זה שלוש פעמים. Enraged at Balaam, Balak struck his hands together. I called you, Balak said to Balaam, to curse my enemies, and instead you've blessed them these three times. So the king of Moab, Balak, he gets pretty annoyed and pretty angry. But why did he get so angry? Didn't Balaam say that Hashem made him do the blessing instead of the curse? Well, actually, he's standing there, right, when Bilam gives this blessing that he wanted, that Balak wanted to be a curse. And he, like, claps his hands together and he says, I uh-huh. called you to curse my enemies, and instead you blessed them three times. Wait, but what does he mean by curse them? Like, insult them? Or, like, give them bad luck? Yeah, what do you think? I feel like I wish I wouldn't let them have bad luck. Well, what does he end up blessing them with? Like, does that sound like a blessing that's about good luck? Or does it sound like a blessing that's like praising them? It's praising them? Yeah, I wonder if insulting someone was a way of giving them bad luck. Maybe. So now we come to the end of the Parsha. How does Belloc feel right now? Oh, man. Bilam? Right, he's so mad at Bilam because what did he ask him to do? Cursed them and then said he blessed them. So instead of making B'nai Israel weaker, he made them so much stronger, right? Yeah. By blessing them. I had such a good time learning Torah with you today, Ima. And we can continue our conversation with our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? Maybe we can ask them what they would have done if they were Balaam and were asked to curse B'nai Israel. Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parshat Pinchas. Until next Torah time.